energy and ingredient prices, the cost of living crisis, labour shortages, the HFSS regulations, the craft bakery sector has been bombarded with one challenge after another. However, Karen Deer, recently appointed Chief Executive Officer of the Craft Bakery Association, remains steadfastly optimistic for the industry's future and is excited about the opportunities that lie ahead. We chatted to Karen to find out more about what's on the agenda for the CBA's Business Day being held on 14th of June in London, the changes she has seen during her 23 years with the industry, as well as her long-term plans at the association's helm. Karen, thank you so much indeed for joining me today. In broad terms, which is possibly difficult in these challenging times, what is the current state of the craft bakery industry? Um, it's positive at the moment. However, you know, there are challenges um, around, obviously, cost in energy. That's still a, a huge issue for our members. Ingredients, um, fuel, you know, um, that's still having a serious impact on, on small businesses. However, you know, the baking industry has always shown itself to be resilient. And um, again, overall, as a trade association, we're speaking to our members. We are still optimistic for the future and uh, the opportunities that lie ahead for our industry. Can you tell me a little bit about uh, the status quo with the government's energy support relief scheme? Yeah, it's tough. We haven't had any further updates on that. And um, the, the new scheme that came in um, was really, uh, it was dependent on your um, SIC code. And that was if you were an energy intensive um, industry, which we feel our, our members are an energy intensive right. industry, but they're not classified as such. So um, they weren't able to most well the majority of our members weren't able to take advantage of that uh, scheme to help them um, and that's despite seeing many of our members um, seeing their energy bills uh, at least 40 percent higher than they were before the crisis started so you know we're no further forward with that but I will say that I have had um, I do have a good relationship with um, Bayes and um, I have our, the deputy director of Bayes Greg Faulkner he's mm -hmm. coming to our business day next Wednesday and he's going to um, take undertake a question and answer session with our members and you know about the challenges they're facing and you know we have spoken about this at length and that en energy will be one of them I think for us and as associates and our members it's about when when there are areas of concern that are as huge as as this is the smaller businesses their their voice needs to be heard and and that's um that's my conversation that I've had with base that you know yes you you are talking to the larger industries about this but you can't forget about the small industry where this is it, it can shut down businesses the next day so Hopefully, out of this um, crisis that we have with energy, we we as an association have built a better relationship and 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 going forward that you know perhaps when these decisions are being formed, when government is talking to industries that you know it will be remembered that our small businesses need to have their voice heard on this as well. What are the other biggest topics in, um, in the craft bakery sector today? 
Well, really, to be honest, as, as I've covered, I mean, business rates were always a concern as well. And, um, you know, town centres, communities, how, you know, how we still can, um, you know, bring everybody together. Because, again, if if small communities, you know, start to, to fail or move away and, and businesses aren't on the high street, then, you know, that has a big impact on our on our uh, on, on our bakeries. But, you know, as I say, we've, we've got our business day uh, next week at uh, Euston Square. We have over 180 um, attendees and that's really, you know, where we're going to have the opportunity to talk to our members and then, you know, to get some feeling as well from from their their peers and also the speakers and the presentations that we have that hopefully you know can help with their you know industry expertise can you tell me a little bit about the um, presentations that you have lined up for the day yeah we as i say we have deputy director greg fruitner from our base he's uh talking to our he's taking a question and answer session with our members which we're really looking forward to we also then have our um support company safer food scores and primary our primary authority company Horsham District Council, who will be speaking to our members on how primary authority can help their business and also how we support um, businesses through our um, helpline with safer food scores. We then also have a presentation from Amy North, who is uh, editor at British British Baker, and mm-hmm. she'll be speaking to members about how media, as you know, can help their business and not to be afraid, you know, if you're contacted, use, you know, use the opportunity if if media wants to work with you, it, you know, nine times out of ten, it, it can only be, you know, a good and positive um, area for you. We then have um, Jennifer John, who uh, is Managing Director of Ceres PR. And with them, we've undertaken a survey with consumers and bakers over uh, buying habits um, and what businesses, bakery businesses think the public um, want to buy and what consumers actually do buy. So it's been a really positive survey and I think we're going to be quite surprised about the results out of that. We then also have our keynote speaker who is Howard Saunders and he's going to be talking our members through retail and hopefully not too choppy waters ahead but you know we have to cover all eventualities so we've got a real cross-section of speakers for the day and hopefully there will be something there for everybody. Fantastic getting back to the state of the bakery industry how has the cost of living crisis impacted the consumer's desire for indulgence? Well, we, as you as you know, we regularly um, survey our members, and um, you know they're telling us that bakery customers do recognise you know the craft baker skill and and do continue you know they are continuing to visit still um, bakeries for their indul- indulgent treats day to day, but are, you know they are still clearly looking for value because everybody is you know trying as best as they can to mitigate the cost of living um, crisis for themselves. But 55% of our members have told us that they believe that the demand for low low cost loaves will increase. Um, And, you know, it's a trend they expect to see continue for for some months at least. And how is the sector responding to this demand? Yeah, I mean, as as always, you know, as a very innovative um, industry, they can adapt daily. And, And I and I think that is the 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 
the skill that our industry has that is sometimes overlooked that you know they're the great innovators and and actually they do know what customers want so they are at the, and they're at the forefront so it is not easy for them but yeah I think it, they're aware of what their customer needs and um and and how to do it where is the sector with regard to the government's high fat sugar and salt regulations well that as, as you will know that was due to come into force um on the 1st of january 2023 but um back in june 2022 government announced that they were delaying the plans then until 2024 However, you know, I, I believe the policy is still being delayed further and is now set for October 25. Um, I mean, the rules around these regulations are, are, are seem to be changing monthly, and and as they and as it stands, very few, if any, of our members will be impacted with the regulations. Which, you know, it, it's a positive for our members if if it does eventually come into force. Um, right. Our research, and we have researched our members, suggest that only about three percent of our members if that see um see these regulations as a challenge and the majority of our members have said you know they won't be making any changes to their offering has the sector been able to get over the hump of covid are we out of the woods yes you know i believe so um you know it's difficult times but again you know talking about our, our um our members and our the industry is adaptable and but also i think with with covid as it was it also highlighted how important the local baker is to the country and to our lives in general and um yeah so i think they've overcome that but as discussed you know as we've discussed previously they're now contending with the cost of living increases and ingredients but again we remain positive and and so and so do our members and and you know and the industry overall i received survey results today that the sector is still struggling with labor shortages is that correct yeah i mean this has been i've been here oh, 23 years and i think this has been a theme for for a long time actually i mean not not just i think in our industry uh, I, you know a lot of industries are, are having struggles with um labor and I, you know, but we can't really see an end to it at the moment. I think, you know, that we'll continue to do so for a while. But um, as an association, we work closely with bakery colleges up and down the country. And, you know, they are, um, we, you know, got a next generation coming through there who want to be bakers and want to be involved in the industry. So, mm-hmm. you know, we can facilitate that. And we also provide a service, service for members um, to advertise vacancies on our website. Um, and where obviously as well they can find lots of other business critical information um we also offer staff training so you know if there is an a, a, you know an area there that they need to train their staff we offer that um for our membership but yeah it's it is it's, it's a concern and I'm, I'm not quite sure how we're going to overcome that but I, I talked to lots of trade associations and yeah I think that's one of the biggest issues over and above cost of living where um, there's concern for, for, for small businesses. Right talking about the CBA please tell me more about it how it began where it's got to and why a baker should consider joining the association. Well, we um, we were founded in 1887 and the core principle was to support um, businesses in the baking industry, which is, you know, 
130 odd years on, that's still what we're doing. I think for uh, businesses who are thinking about becoming members, it really is um, peace of mind. It's it's an investment for your business. It's an overall saving um, for money across a wide range of benefits and support that we offer from employment law, um, health and food safety, advice, insurance. And again, you know, obviously an opportunity to network with um, other businesses within the industry. As mm-hmm. I say, that's we're doing for next year, uh, next week at our uh, business day. So, yeah, I mean, it, we provide support really and enable our, you know, bakers t- to get on and bake actually because that that's what they're very good at and the other parts of it they will need support and that's what we're here for and you know we can take the pressure uh we can take the pressure off of our, our members by supporting them in all these areas and actually you know hopefully worry for them instead of them worrying about those parts of their business that maybe are not their skill set so you know that's where I think we come into our fall um with the benefits that we provide. Can you tell me about some of CBA's milestones to date? Uh, yeah, well, when I from when I started in um, 2000, I've been here for 23 years. Um, it was very much probably start of the digital revolution um, where previously, you know, having an email address or a website was almost unheard of. I mean, you, you can't think how you managed to do business in those even in the year 2000. Um, to use in social media. So, you know, we are now across all platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, also using YouTube. I mean, really, I think this has been the core of how the CBA has developed. You know, it's enabled us to uh, bring on more benefits for our members, but also as well, it's enabled us to uh, more effectively share our information with its mem- with our members and um engage with you know industry and our shareholders and uh, it makes life easier than um, the days of stuffing envelopes to get information out to members that they needed to know in a timely manner. In uh, 2012 we celebrated our 125th anniversary we had over 700 attendees at a dinner in the Guild Hall so mm-hmm. that wasn't just a celebration of our longevity, but a, a celebration of the industry and how, you know, how far it's come and that it's still here. And it, it's still very much part of, you know, everyday life. We we even have a, you know, a cake which we commissioned for the event and that, that can be found in our reception area. Fantastic. You have just recently been appointed CEO of uh, the Craft Breakthrough Association. What are your plans going forward? What is your management style? Where do you see yourself taking the association? Um, well, I mean, as per really the culture of the association and and, and our members, I'm, I'm very passionate about what I do, about the industry that I work within. I'm, I've have always been, and I'm still determined to get the best um, for my for my members. And if that is um, with government, if that's with uh, extending benefits, if if that's with other support that members feel that we need to have. I mean, we listen to our members all the time. I mean, we work on a strategy. We have a strategy uh, meeting set for October, but we won't we you know, we take on board what our members say. We always we always ask them before we go ahead with this because, you know, we are here to know really what we think is is um, best for the industry and members. But, you know, unless they um, unless they tell us, 
you know otherwise and um but yeah I mean that's I'm just going to continue in in that vein that I always have done always with a sense of humor because you have to have a sense of humor and I find that the majority of our members do have a a sense of humor and as somebody once very wise told me always employ the best people oh yes absolutely (laughs) (laughs) what got you involved in the bakery sector well I as I say I took this well, not this job, but I came to work for the then National Association of Master, of Master Bakers back in uh, 2000. So I was then the PA to the chief executive and we had a senior executive at the time. That also, um, I came at a time when it was a, a, a trade association, but it was then transferring over to a, a company limited by guarantee. So this is how we came into being with a board of directors I mean, over the years, as the CBA evolved, I took on various other roles uh, which supported our members. I um, have a qualification in employment law, which um, I gained through uh, working here and and wanting to uh, support our members. So, yeah, I mean, I I leave the baking to the experts, our members. Mm -hmm. They are far better craftsmen and women than I am. Um, but I'm always happy to say it's the end results of my visit to members and industry supporters. I mean, their range of skills never fails to impress me. I'm, you know, my my skills, I hope they will think, lay internally with the Craft Bakers Association. But baking, yeah, I, I'm not a patch on, on, on our <laughs> members. <laughs> All right. And what changes have you seen in the industry over the past 23 years? Um, I'm sure things have changed dramatically. Yeah, I mean, well, when I first came, we had obviously far more, um, far more employees than we have now. Uh, it's it's the greater use of social media, actually, which I think has been the, which I think most businesses will say has been the the change in in their businesses, you know, which we only continue to grow. I think there's a greater consumer awareness as well around health and well-being. Um, so there's more interesting breads like wholemeal. Um, obviously, you know, sourdough is, um, is is very popular. There's greater consumer awareness of provenance. And, um, you know, but but what doesn't change is is skills of our bakers and their, resili- their resilience and, and, you know, their ability to innovate. So it's a it's a rosy future for the sector. What do you see the long term landscape working out as? Well, we so we continue to work. Uh, well, I continue to work with the board to drive the growth for the CBA and to ensure our members get the best possible service that we can possibly provide. And uh, we're always working towards, um, as I say, the very best support and guidance. So you know, when we have these challenges such as cost of living uh, increase, fuel, business rates, you know, and our members may feel at times that the future is quite bleak and, you know, there are times I think mm. that we all probably feel that, but as an association, you know, it's, it, it is our role here to make sure that we can try and move past that to do whatever we can to make sure that, you know, our members and the wider craft baking industry can successfully manage any um, immediate challenges ahead and and again you know I think all of our um, our wish and and what we work for is that in that bakery continues to thrive um, in the longer term. That's marvellous is there anything further that you'd like to add? 
Well, as I say, um, if anybody's thinking of coming along to our business day next uh, Wednesday, which is at 30 Euston Square, uh, we have, as I say, we have a very full day of speakers. We have um, a bakery competition. We have an awards for our member of the year. And we are also um, being joined by Felicity Cloak, uh, Guardian food writer, who is joining us for the day and also is um, has agreed to be our after dinner speaker so we're very excited to have Felicity uh, part of the the event too.